This episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast is brought to you by Boundless Technology. Boundless Technology strives to advance in the cannabis industry by creating innovative products with portability and stealth in mind. Aiming to deliver an affordable, efficient and straightforward experience for the consumer, Boundless offers an alternative to the traditional joint or water pipe. Enjoy the taste, smells and effects of cannabis at lower vaporization temperatures with Boundless Technology products. Use coupon code SAVAGE for 10% off all Boundless Technology products at bndlstech.com. Follow Boundless on all social media at bndlstech. And if you want to show your support for the podcast, head to patreon.com forward slash Savage Snowflake to donate as little as $1 a month. All right, Savages, let's get to it. Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake podcast with me, Jeff Leach, your friend, your, 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 your orator, your, your listener, your confidant, your mother, your sister. I'll be all those feminine things for you and some of the masculine ones as well. I'll be like an uncle who comes over and gives you a little hug and you're like, oh, why is he hugging me so strong? And it's because I'm about to die and I know that it's the last time we're ever going to touch each other and I just want you to know that you're loved, mind, body and spirit. Someone who I also love is a comedian who's joining me today as my guest. He and I have performed together, uh, actually down at the Westside Comedy Theatre in Santa Monica, which is one of my favourite live venues in the whole of Los Angeles. Um, he's just been announced on the timeout top ten comics to watch. Did you? Wait, hang on a second. Let me just to clarify. You didn't pay a a really good uh, PR person to get no. that. There you go. So he just legitimately got it because sometimes yeah. in Hollywood you just have to know the right person, I, right? Yeah, it seems like I would have paid for that. Legitimately, one of the top ten to watch, and I would, uh, I would, I would back that up. Seen as I have watched him, oh, he's incredibly geez, talented. Jeff. He's got a show coming up at the Dynasty Typewriter on March fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, it's Mr. Matt O'Brien, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Hello, Jeff, Matt. what an intro. Yeah, it's the almost love, like we sort of went through it and planned it beforehand. Everything. We haven't talked <laughs> ever. We have never met you. Never had I don't know how you came up with all this stuff, but that's very lovely. Also, what was the other thing you said? Orator? Orator. Orator. Yeah, an orator. What is that? Uh, oration, to speak to groups of people. God, if you're an orator, a... it means you're good at speaking to groups of people. Well, with that word, that proves it alone by just eloquence, saying that word. Eloquence, eloquence. Yeah. There you go. I got like about three or four polysyllabic words that I throw out every now and then. The polysyllabic. You also work. said a polysyllabic. Yep, that's good polysyllabic. too. Polysyllabic. Sounds good, doesn't it? You're quite the wordsmith. Don't I, know what it means. You gotta be... <laughs> just, I always take like a, a tab, tab of acid before we start the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then these words just come to my head. That's a good concept for a show. But the the, like that, the guest doesn't know you're on acid. The drop. It's yeah. called the drop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's come up with seven more podcast ideas. Yeah. The drop. That's got to Let's be try to fix this uh, podcast. Arse to mouth, which would just be conversations about the worst toilet or restroom related stories that you have i thought it was just going to be butt-shaped microphones oh i like how i've put you you're you're like so much higher than me now let me get you about the same height because we are pretty much the same height if i keep my face here you can edit oh no i want to see you can edit me saying anything let's get your beautiful face in there there we go is that too much there we go that's perfect Um, ask to mouth is good ask to mouth which would be yeah toilet potty potty related stories maybe there has to be a a a toilet podcast out there probably it's probably already called ask to mouth yeah here's the deal you look at podcasts these days and the ones that really do well outside of hugely established Joe Rogans of the world who've been doing it for, you know, since time in memoriam. Yeah. But if you look at the ones that are very popular on the list, it's all things like, guys, we fucked and, and yeah. simplistic. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the content's simplistic. I'm not making a review of their their podcast, but the content 
title is so simplistic it makes guys go yeah, yeah. oh fuck guys you fuck yeah. guys you're gonna talk about it Whoa. we're all a bunch of apes bunch of idiots like i had esther yeah. cool on here and she talked about the fact that at the end of her podcast she used to fake an orgasm or, or have an orgasm oh my god at the end of every podcast she yeah. just like rub one out quickly really yeah oh and, my god um, and i was like Really? Why, why is that? She went, I don't know, just it's a fun thing to do and to teach people about what it sounds like. But <laughs> also, um, and I was like, mm, or was it because then men would listen to your podcast? She's like, yeah, maybe a little that. No woman would listen to a man jerk off at the end of a podcast. I don't think so. Um, I don't think, because I don't make any noises. So I, I don't know. I might have your microphone on the wrong setting. Oh my goodness. I can't do that, Matt. There we go. That's Is better. That better. Should we uh, restart again? Should we start from the top? It's up to you. No, let's 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 live it. Are we living it? Is, we're improving. You know what? Yes, and like... let's keep going. <laughs> I love this. You've taken UCB. Look how loud you you are now. You're finally being heard. In the I'm way getting that you excited. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Look at these levels. You're an animated orator. My God, orator, orator. Do you have one of those word of the day calendars? Is that where you got that? Or that are, would be good. Are you just a you like? Is that just a word that? Has no, just been... I'm a product of the English school system. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> I can, I can already sense it. I mean, Canadian schools are, are good as well. That's but true. Mean, and you got healthcare. Yeah, we had we ha- had it. I don't even know if I still have it anymore. All right, let's start the list of things we hate about this country. Yeah. Oh my God, the healthcare is a big. I don't even. But I don't have a thing. Knock on woods. Um, this, I is don't, wood. this is. I think. Is that is wood? wood? Yeah, That's it's wood? laminated wood. Yeah. Maybe. I don't have a reason to go to the doctor. Um, but uh, you know, yet. it's yet. Who knows? Never say never. I get, I'll, I'll go exploring for bumps after this. Well, you're married though, aren't you? It's unlikely you're going to pick up some kind of horrendous That's a big thing. sexually transmitted disease. I know. It's, um, um, unless she's just been lying to you for the entirety of your marriage thus far. Let's get her on the line. Let's call <laughs> her right now. What would happen if you one day decided like, oh, you know what? Just for shits and giggles. Or imagine you had to take a blood test for something else. Right. And then you found out, oh goodness, I've got... Hepatitis C and STD, and clearly I only ever sleep with my wife. Ooh. What would you, you do? Would you kill you her? What? Would you kill my, her? Well, I mean, I'd probably kill her. I'd probably kill her. I might yeah. kill her. Uh, you know, I definitely tie her up and then talk to her. But um, that's what we do anyway. I, you know, what my first initial thought. This that's is Cana- how much that's Canadian BDSM. Tie her up and you talk tie to her up her. and then just have a really nice conversation. And just talk. How do you feel? Are you okay? How was your day? I'm so I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm doing this to you. Um, my initial thought are they too tight yeah <laughs> I tried they're nice would you prefer silk, silk? is yeah. this okay is this... we really are like that like Canadians really are like as much as like people are like oh you guys are so freaking polite up there I'm like we actually like going flying into Toronto when I went home for the holidays I can't I heard sorry a dozen times before I even left the airport people apologizing to each other and it's great like I've definitely tried to do it less down here because well, when be you polite, well, yeah, like literally, <laughs> like I apologize to people down here, and they, I've gotten this so many times. I go, oh, I'm so sorry about that. They go, you're all right, like you're all right. Like I've never yeah. gotten that from yeah. an apology. You're all right. I'm like, I know I'm okay. Yeah, normally, just, normally people go, oh no, it's okay. It's, no, yeah, no, it's, no, it's, it's all right. Oh, it's, no, I'm sorry. No, yeah, people are like uh, just baffled or like almost insulted that you dare apologize for something so small. Yeah. You're all right. You're all right. Yeah, don't fucking waste your apologies on that. A lot of weird little things you got to get used to down here. Opening the door for girls out here. I like to open the car door for a lady. Yeah. Don't like that in America. Well, not don't like it. They're just so, it's such a novel idea. Yeah. That it always results in a little awkward. They're like, why are you getting in my side of the car? 
Well, especially like because you're a tall. By man. By the way, I don't too. have sex with women who speak like that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Seriously, just can you stop and not? Like motion just, I can open my own door. This is. <laughs> It's a 2001 Toyota Corolla. Let's not even pretend. As okay? much as you want to be like, that's not what women sound like. I've heard so many women that sound exactly like Oh, it's like absolutely that. what women sound like yeah. in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah, absolutely here. I've heard that voice walking past cafes and stuff. Even walking here, I've heard yeah. that voice. Like, it's so, like, you see comedians do that voice, and you're like, it's actually, it's, you know, there's a reason. Yeah. It's accurate to a, to a lot of people. Here's the thing, though. Whilst Canadians are incredibly polite people, yeah, I think there is a, there's a, there's a, um, in the same way that New Zealanders have a kind of old, timely set of morals and ethics, yes, I think the Canadians have retained that too. A kind of sense of, you know, open the door for a lady. Oh, if you bum so, oh, sorry, my my yeah. apologies. You know, like, oh no, 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 I'm, no, it's okay, don't worry. It's, I didn't know that good. about New Zealand. I don't know anything about New Zealand. Really. Kiwis exactly the same as Canadians in that Polite, respect. Very Polite. Quiet, like quaint. 10, 20 years ago, in terms of their morals, their ethics, how they treat their elderly and their yeah. fellow human being. However. I've met Canadians and comedians in particular in the UK for, before I moved out here who were, you know, they were doing scumbaggy shit. And, oh, yeah, they were like, yeah, yeah, they were smoking the drugs and yeah. fucking girls in the bum and leaving. Oh my God, the butt. It, right up there. Yeah. Wait till I tell Justin Trudeau about this. <laughs> Do you know what some people He's are doing, kick Justin? Off. It's, uh, we're still people. We're still like humans. You know what I mean? Like. I've had I've had, had people I have had, had, had people say that to me. They're like, when we get like you know real fucked up up there and real yeah, drunk, and people are like fist fighting in the streets and stuff. It's like you ever had a fight, a physical fight? Oh, many. Okay, so many. What, I, what I, was the last one about? Nothing. It was. I think it was just a bar fight. Actually, oh, this is the last one. Nothing. Just a bar fight. That's that's a bar this, fight. This some that's story the thing. To I grew that, right? I grew up in small town Canada, and okay. I remember when I first started going to bars at nineteen. There was always a fist fight at the end of the night. That's how it happened. Sure. And it's like just, you know, it's 2 a.m. People are fucking drunk. And Let's then all fight now. We got to fight. Was yeah. it like um, in the same way that NHL, you know, like National Hockey League, I think they have a very much a sort of sense. The two goons kind of go, all right. Now we do think, this? Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's do it. And I think that's where it came from. But then they still fight in a very gentlemanly manner. Yeah. It's pugilism like on ice. Not, no back of the head shots. Like, you know what I <laughs> no mean? No back like, of the head. If someone hits, as soon as someone hits the ice, when you they're stop. down. Is that, is that it? Yeah. Um, is that what it's like in bar fights in Canada? Kind of. Okay, then, for my last see, one. Let's go outside and settle <laughs> this like men, shall we? Okay, then. Okay, eh? sorry. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, then. After you. No, after you. No. <laughs> my my <laughs> last one was absolutely, absolutely opposite. And I was I, I was doing shows in Halifax, Nova Scotia, on okay. the East Coast. And uh, after the show, we went to this bar called Cheers. The bar was called Cheers. I don't know how they got the copyright for that. But literally standing, drinking a pint, somebody punched a pint glass into my face. And it just cut my whole chin open, chipped three teeth. I didn't see who did it. What? I don't, yeah, it just just happened. No, 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 no one just punches a pine glass into someone's face. I don't, I couldn't tell you why, or he ran out of there and like, I just, I was in out the bar and then even like the bouncers were like, oh yeah, that happens here. Like they were like, this is it. <laughs> Where the fuck were you in, in a bar from a Quentin Tarantino movie? Pretty much, like? yeah. And like, this is how much, cause, um. I was. I lived in. I'm from Toronto. Okay. And um, the East Coast hates Toronto. Actually, so, all of were Canada. You, were hates you Toronto. wearing a thing, or do they hear your accent and go? Uh, well, here's what I think. I think the guy that punched me was at one of the shows. 
because I was making fun of the town and I was ripping on a couple of people in the crowd, you know, yeah. as I like to do just to have, but it was a, it was a, a good it's time. It's a comedy show. It was a comedy show. So I was like, maybe he took it very, very seriously. And I hit, I hit a note. He's the mayor of the town. He was definitely the mayor. It was, uh, was he wearing a really big necklace? He was in the giant <laughs> stovepipe hat. He, I don't know how he got in Can the bar. Can you imagine he had all the regalia on and, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't even a fist he hit you with. It was his scepter. Just yeah. smashed it into That's your That's the friggin' guy right there. There, eh? I show him. Oh God, it was a nightmare. Making I had to fun of us Nova Scotians, yeah. eh? That is what they sound like. I hope I'm gonna get punched again next time I go there. But the the cops came out and they they, show, I, they checked my ID and it said Toronto. I'm still bleeding out of my chin, and they were just like, "Oh, what are you doing all the way out here, Toronto?" Huh? I'm like, "Can you get me an ambulance or something?" Like, <laughs> we just stop talking about. I'm this? bleeding to death. It I'm... was a nightmare. Did you get any scars out of it? I have a scar under my little stubble here. And then these three front teeth are, are basically like pasted. Like they're kind of fake, basically. Nice. Yeah. You can't really tell that much. But in black lights, you can you can see them for some reason. I don't know what the paste they the use. The material is made out yeah. of. The bonding material. Yeah. I've got a little bit of bonding material. Maybe I light up in the dark as well. You should check it out, man. It's uh, it's a... It's Us, our teeth and cum. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's well, it's thing. because I put cum on my teeth. So I think that's <laughs> probably most of it. I asked the dentist for cum teeth. What's luminous? Our teeth come yep. blood probably under the UV lights, and also yep. uh, and also um, dandruff, dandruff, Taylor yep. Swift skin. It's quite, yep. it's quite pasty, isn't it? She's quite uh, fair, isn't? It? Do you think she has any freckles or any abrasions or anything? She looks very, she's very sheen. Like I mean, she seal. has an immense team around who I imagine keep her in pristine condition. Yeah, but I reckon she's got like. Maybe like a birthmark of a cock and balls on her stomach, or something. Gotta there's got to be something. Everyone's got something, Everyone's right? Everyone's got something. What's mine? Yeah, I was gonna say, what do you have about you that you kind of go, oh, that's a bit weird, and I hate that. I had a big mole on my face right here. You uh, got a couple of little moles, little here. little guys here. They look good though, but these are fine. But th- there was a big one here, and when I was a kid, raised? it would get this, it raised it like would, a, like a cocoa pop. Oh yeah. And it would get gnarly black hairs growing what? out of it, you know? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like an old I man's forehead. I would not have invited you on this podcast. Oh, no. Because I would have spent the whole podcast <laughs> daring, like that Austin Powers movie. Oh, yeah. Molly, 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 molly. just be growing towards your face. So when you first know you wanted to be a mole, uh, comedian, you know, <laughs> would have been one of those. I am a mole. You're a mole? Mole. This is Welcome to the mole cast, where you only talk to people with moles. Yeah. And you got to try to get black. through it's it. It's in pitch black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only the mole is lit up by a black light. Yeah. It's uh but I it it I got rid of it by accident the first time I had to shave. I clipped it and it just like I was just like, oh God, oh God. And it just like came right off. I'm like, is that and I remember asking my parents, I was like, is that how face moles work? Because I have I have to shave. And they're like, no, that shouldn't have happened. But uh that was you it. You caught your own I accidentally shaved my own mole. Now hang on off. a second. I just cause I want to get to the clarification of it. If, was it a mole like like this? Like it was a bait, a was it like a bait bean that was attached by a small bit? No, no, no. But my mum and dad had got those fucking. You know, like old people moles. Yeah. That are like literal cocoa pops or oh, or, not that bad. Or um, rice krispies. Yes. And they sit like a like a like a thing. You see, like a like a like a bait bean almost, and it's attached by a little thread of skin. Oh, like an escape pod on your yeah, face. Yeah. So you, if you yeah. pulled the thing up, you could literally snip that and remove it. Which I don't know why some people don't like. Because they're you- fucking mental. <laughs> And they've been, and because we live in a world now where people are told you're beautiful, this is the way you yeah. are. No, if you have a fucking cocoa pop in your face, remove mm. that. Because it is. I always see that it's on just a little piece of skin. Sure. Like, I just want to. But twist. is that what that was? No, it was like a flat kind of, but raised enough that I. That's could, very dangerous, dude. Oh yeah, and I didn't know at the time. Like I didn't, you know. Let's have a look. Where was it? It was right here. I don't know if you can see any nothing, nothing like zero trace. Yes. It didn't like yeah, it didn't like go in my face. Like it just shaved the nice. Like a nice salami. You should become um, a uh, 
uh, what's it called? A plastic surgeon. That's right. In LA, I think you pretty much Shaving have the, more credentials than most of the ones practicing out here. Just with a Gillette razor. Yeah. <laughs> That's their next Only ad. Only with a Gillette yeah. razor. Their next ad is me shaving a mole off of a boy's face. I'll tell you what, do me a favor. Is that red light solid or is it, it flashing? It is solid. Okay, good. If that starts flashing, you tell me. What does that mean? This that means you've muted your mic. I notice you got, because your levels, you're, you've got such a bassy voice right. and you're so animated and then sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low and I don't know what's going on. Oh, shit. No, okay. it's all right. I'm just wondering for the listener. Yeah. They're going to be driving on their car and they're going to be listening to this and it's going to be Matt O'Brien. All over the place. Matt O'Brien. And then it's yeah. Matt O'Brien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually not that. I'm just, I'm just stressing and worrying. Okay, good. No, I, 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 I can concern. Get the fuck out, man. I know. I'm out of here. I've ruined the whole thing. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Self-mutilation. Yeah. <laughs> Messing around with equipment. Didn't have done anything wrong. That's crazy. Uh, what do I hate about myself? Yeah, what do you got? I mean, apart from my entire being. Hey, uh, welcome to stand-up comedy. You know what I have? And it's a thing that I that doesn't really matter much anymore. But before I... um. Before I started working out, I felt like I had big nips, big areolas. Cool. And when I get when they get cold or erect, obviously they go and oh. just like suck down into these beautiful little nippy nips. They shrink. They, 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 yeah. You know when you stimulate a nipple, yeah, it gets like oh, aroused, it goes, and it kind of, it kind of. Well, the actual nipple gets a bit obviously yeah. more erect, but then the the areola would shrink down a little bit because that's like it goes rip. Yeah. And I I only ever liked my nips when they were. Erect. <laughs> so in, in like no no no, but honestly, when I was younger, like as like an embarrassment thing, if I was about to undress in front of a woman, I'd sort of give my nips a little. You like, erect your nips? Of, I'd give them a little like that. Uh, out of, out of shot. That? Yeah, I was just watching to see how fucking sad this looks. I'm like fully Elizabeth Berkeley and showgirls. Four man just fucking playing with his rubbing his nips. Podcast. But yeah, it would it would be um it would be a thing that would I would honestly just like give them a little boing boing. That's just really before funny. I take the shirt off. So then when I took them off, my nips would look on point. But then it makes you look extra excited to be there as well. Yeah, so you're like, look everything. how aroused you make my nipples, baby. These are erect. Everything on Whoa. these erect. Yeah, I'm the most erect I could be. Every, every part of me right now yeah, is erect. at full extension. Toes, fingers. But I um. But now that I've been working out a bit more, we were talking about working out before. I I, I have a chest now. Yeah. So now I have a, a man chest. The nips look perfectly fine. They look good. And I realized yeah. they were always fine. I was just a skinny, lanky boy. Right, 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 right. Who had pretty, you know, sizable nips. How'd they get so... Were you ever a fatty fat? They're not huge, by the way. And they're not puffy. But okay. Chris Stefano whinges about his puffy nips Ooh. on his Instagram stories. There's some gross nipples out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I used to work with a guy... Actually, it was my boss. And he used to show us his nipples all the time. He was disgusting. And uh, Where did were, you work? I worked at an Apple store. <laughs> Not what you expect. That's a weird place to have your boss be like, "Hey, look at my nips." He was a scumbag. He was just he would come in because we were in the. I was a genius, so I'd be in the repair room, and he'd just like as a joke, like take his shirt off. I did like, not realize <laughs> I was but in he, the print. But he had like big, like they were long, like they were. It was nipple, like barely any areola, but then just like fa, like like when a turkey overhang, done. overhang. No, they were like yeah, they were like like steeples, like it was. They were out there. They were out. Yeah, and they're very hard. Like and very, a nail that had only had one hit. Yes, it needed to be smashed, smashed in there. It was, uh, and they're very flesh toned as well. They weren't like dark. <laughs> I could, t- I could sketch these nipples for you right now. They were out so much. It was very. Now, now that I look antenna. back, antenna. They're antenna. They're antenna. They're broadcasting some sort of terrible message. You thought you were the genius. He's the one who's evolving. I know. I should have. T- I should have definitely brought it to the general manager, or at least like, taken photos of his nips so you could ooh. share that joy with everyone else. I know. I mean, nowadays, I doubt he'd been doing that net these days, would he? I know. I was like, this is before everything. Like, you can't, you can't bring a nipple out at work. Can't, pop a, nip, can't pop a nip anywhere these no, days. Barely on the beach. <laughs> ah, barely. they're clamping down on my nipple exposing rights, and no. it's not right. 
isn't it? Can you imagine guys had to cover the, just their nipples, though? If That'd be like, fucking hilarious on Instagram and social media. Instead of posting shirt photos on the beach, you just had little... Little tiny stickers. Which is why it's ridiculous. The women have to do it. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, it's been... But it's been so drilled into our heads that tits... Are terrible. Oh, God. Don't look at that. That's... You know, but then when you see that, well, that's the thing. When you see a boob, but no nipple, you're like, you're still like almost there. Like you're not like, you just want to see that nipple. See, I have a weird disassociation thing with sexual, like with body parts. I'm not aroused necessarily by just a body part. Yeah. But then I have to, for instance, like you're exchanging sexy photos with a girl. Yeah. Um, I don't, if a girl sends me back a picture of her breasts or her vagina or whatever or ass i'm like okay that's nice but it yeah. doesn't stimulate me yeah. i have to see the face it has to be a person oh that's nice well because it's there's nothing sexual about a body part what i'm aroused by is that person being sensual for me that's to nice. arouse me that do you know what i mean otherwise there's, it's just a hunk of meat you're like uh and then that's not how you're supposed to look at yeah. women or people otherwise it's a couple of fucking gummy worm nipples <laughs> In an iPhone store, just <laughs> oh, I hate that I remember it. Imagine now. if you had a knuckle on each. Oh yeah, and it was just like pointing the way, <laughs> just like ET's finger. Can you imagine? Someone comes up to him like, uh, I just want to get a little help with my laptop. It's uh, it's been doing this weird thing where it just like blacks out. And then, uh, is there anyone going to help me? Yes, if you can see Matt over that <laughs> way, <laughs> or he starts unscrewing the laptop with his yeah. nipples. Oh god, I wouldn't I... be angry. He'd be on America's Got Talent with those. Oh yeah. I'm auditioning for that in a couple of weeks. America's Got Talent. I'm I'm doing it. I don't care. What am I above this? Okay, here's the I, deal. Yeah, I did Britain's Got Talent. Like you did, did it? I did it. Cool. Went on it. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> and this is after you know, like yourself, having TV exposure and be, having been done big things on TV in in my my country at least. Yeah. Uh, and then after like a year or two of doing stand up, they were like, "We want to get you on," and I said, "Okay," and they filmed all my interviews i went up in front of the judges they i skipped all the audition stages oh i had to do one audition for a producer okay on one-on-one and um but not i didn't queue up in the big line outside Ooh, yeah. like that. you know yeah. i wouldn't have done it if I, that's what they said i know and then most of the people that actually end up putting on the program are not remotely people who are queued up to audition right it's yeah. you it's... know hey so and so we'd like to get you on it but then um i went on stage did my five minute performance and got a standing ovation for the audience. Got four yeses from the judge, uh, from the judges, and then, <laughs> and then, um, and then they didn't put me in the program. What? And the produ- one of the producers had worked on one of my TV shows. Yeah. Uh, so one of the other producers, like, sent me an email. And went, hey man, look, we're not. You're not going to make the final show. There'll be a clip of you getting a laugh on something, but it won't. You won't oh, be God. on it. And I was like, why not? And they said, well, because you didn't. Do a sob story in your in your interview, dude. Oh my like, god! It, you were too positive and happy, and like yeah. this didn't matter. And I said, "Yeah, that's because I'm." It didn't matter. Yeah. And they were like, "I know, dude, but you should have just gone." This is really, you know, this is like, you know, TV presenting wasn't for me, and it put me into a place of depression. Really, comedy oh. lifts me up. You should have sold that. And I said, "But it wasn't true," and I didn't want to fucking lie yeah. to people. And they went, "All right, well, anyway, thanks for coming in." To hell. Yeah. So if you're gonna go and do this, you got to find. An angle that makes you... I know. I thought of an angle. And it's very... It's a loose angle. It's, Go, give it to me. Here's the angle. I moved here from Canada with wait, my... Wait, wait, wait. Let's yeah. do this properly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Next up is Matt O'Brien, 33-year-old comedian from Canada, now living and working in America. 
He's been doing very well on the live circuit, but needs to take it to the next place. Yeah, and I think America's Got Talent is where it's going to happen. Of course, it's America's Got Talent. Why wouldn't I take this risk? I mean, I did take a risk originally moving to the United States. How's that worked out for you, Matt? It's it's a lot of work, and it's really rough. And me and my wife, I'm married as well. We spend all our money on our green cards, and uh, we're just down here struggling. And <laughs> Here's here's here no here it is white people problems. <laughs> here's the he's angle. happily married. Here's the he's angle. He's got a green card. We had to he rush had enough money to relocate to a new country. <laughs> we had to rush our wedding. This is what I'm saying. Okay, here we go. so we had a very small wedding because we spent all our money on our green cards. All all chasing our dreams is what we spent our money on. And I promised my wife, I was like, someday when I get enough money, I'm going to give you the wedding that you deserve. And I think, okay, you first of all. Yeah. It can't just be we spent all our money and we had a rush wedding. It was a small wedding. I mean, you still had a fucking wedding, Matt. <laughs> what you need to do, honestly, yeah. is go like, is go, I'm doing this because all we've done, my wife and I, since we got here, is work, 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 work to desperately try and make some money to, yes. so we can exist in this country. And, uh, and to the detriment of what she deserves mm. you know and th- this is when the sam you, yeah the violin comes in the cello you know, and then you've got exactly the cello yeah. wah, 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 wah. <laughs> and you, you're like you're like you know she's my she's my everything and i couldn't even be doing the stuff i'm doing without the support she sorry yeah <laughs> sorry um i couldn't even be doing this without her support and we can never have come here without the love that she gives me and because we spent all our money chasing this dream i never had the opportunity to give her the wedding she deserved and i feel useless i just feel like a waste of i feel like a like she i'm not the husband she deserves so i want to do this so not only can we spread my laughter to a bigger audience but so i can give that woman who is the angel of my eye what she deserves most in the world which is a beautiful wedding so she knows just how much i love her Write that, <laughs> write that down for me and then email all of that nah, you get what i'm saying yeah it really has to be that Fucking over a sob story. And even then, if I was watching, I'd be like, this mother (laughs) fucker. I'd be like, listen, you wait until the other comedian gets up. He's like, so I've been addicted to crack cocaine for 12 years. I started telling jokes about it on a street corner. Now I've been doing open mics. This is my chance to make a new life for myself. I've only got one leg because of the diabetes. But and you'll be like, oh, fucking Damn it, Alex. I know. Well, my friend, a friend of mine was on, on it, DJ Demers. He's a deaf comedian as well. So he was like, he was like they just ate that up immediately. Yeah. Like, they just loved it. And then another guy I know has Tourette's, and he's like doing very well on it. So it's like very much like uh, I've, I've heard comedians being like, should I lose an arm or something? Yeah, well, or maybe like, now's the time to tell your wife, listen, look, I'm not saying this is okay for the rest of our relationship, but now's the time if you wanted to go out and get a sexual transmitted disease, that could do, do it. it. That could do it. A little hep C might help daddy bring home the bacon. Ooh. That's what I'm saying. Gotta, it's got to be one of the real big ones, though, huh? Or not, as hep C is pretty bad. That's pretty big. That's pretty big. <laughs> but, you know, herpes face. I'd like to get on there with herpes face. All over. All over. And be like, that's I. all I have is comedy. That's all I got now. <laughs> yeah, I can't I even can shave. I can't. Yeah, I shaved my whole myself. <laughs> yeah. Which I am used to. Which I'm used to doing because of how hard life I is. I love it. I love a tea. I should definitely drink tea more. But do you see why we needed the backup liquids? Yes, the, I do the, see the that. pint of water in my very geeky Dungeons and Dragons. Um, a lot of geeky stuff here, and I love I'm it. I'm a fucking nerd, dude. Yeah, buddy. I me play D and D like every couple of weekends. Serious? Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to. I've never like full on like people characters. All is that the whole thing you do? 
Buddy. I got the sheets over there. Galtros Firenzo is my character. Holy shit. He's a half-elf ranger, mate. God damn it. It's a dual wielder. He's a fucking beast. Yes. <laughs> God damn. Uh, currently single and <laughs> masturbate a lot on my own. Hell no, yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with being a bit geeky. Uh, but, but honestly, I think the Americans Got Talent will go well for you. Yeah, hopefully. You'll, you'll smash it as a performance. I know that. I already know that. That's not Gotta, in question. But you're right. I need a, th- a thing. But it's the angle. They the don't angle. care about how good you are as a performer because you can see when you watch those shows how few of the initial stages, at least the first people to get through, some of them are just not that fucking great. Oh, yeah. And that's that's been edited to make them look as great as possible. So you've got to go, all right, so what is it that pushes them? And it's the substory. That's what it they want. Is, they want human empathy. Yeah, because I've seen like other comedians on there that don't like. I, who are the, what are their names? I've just seen some people at the improv. I'm like, who is this guy? Like, how right. is this guy? And then I look him up later. I was like, oh, he's on America's Got Talent. Yeah, and it yeah. seemed like he just kind of squeaked in, squeaked in there, and it was just good. And then kind of like got. I'm going to translate what Matt just said there, which is, I'll see an act performing at a venue that I'm at who sucks balls. <laughs> He sucks balls. And I'm like, how the fuck did he get booked on this lineup? You see that a lot now. And eh? then you see America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. That's what got to me, yeah. Well, the Brits have dominated that, haven't they? Piff the Magic Dragon. He's a British act. I used to do stand-up on shows that he was doing comedy magic on. Yeah. um, Back in England. And he's got a residency in Vegas now for years. He's been there for three, four years. He's on the size of buildings and stuff. Size of buildings. It's insane. Size of buildings. It's uh, yeah. that's the thing. The difference between like the uh, the, the British people and the, the Canadian people. At least you guys have. There's something definitely more interesting about you than the the only concept of a Canadian to an American is like, oh, how are you? Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. Well, like, the only joke is that you're exceptionally polite. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they just go. Oh, Canadians are always so fucking it. polite. Like that's a horrendous thing to be. I know. <laughs> Like I've had, I've had agents down here be like, "Don't, don't really talk about how Canadian you are, because then they'll be expecting something." Really? They'll, they'll be expecting a Canadian accent or like, oh, I see, okay. or something like that, or like, uh, did you have to moderate your accent for acting roles? One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's actually classes in Canada you can take to speak American. Really? And I, I only learned because I booked a commercial thing, a voiceover thing down here, and I was saying about instead of about. Yeah. And they were like, "Well, you got to stop saying that's like say it a b." O-W-T, say it like that. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, what else do I have to say? And like somebody just taught me on set. Yeah. The little things that I say. I do the same thing. Whenever I get a script and I have to either self-tape or go in and read. Yeah. Then I get a friend, an American friend, actress or actor to come over and just go through it. And, you know, just go, all right. And, and, and inevitably I'll be okay. Yeah. But there'll be like maybe one word that I'm just pronouncing a second syllable wrong oh, that yeah. completely gives away that I'm not American. I've had audience members come up after shows and be like, uh, yeah, I really liked your set, but you said tomorrow instead of like tomorrow or something. Tomorrow. And, and she's like, uh, she's like, then I knew you're a Canadian and then I just could not stop hearing it and I couldn't focus. It's like, it's people like they hear something said slightly incorrectly and they're like, I can't even listen. I mean, that woman is possibly retarded insane yeah but uh, see that's canadian versus english hey, i went with <laughs> retarded you went with insane <laughs> i'd love to say retarded more but you know i just you can say as many times as you like dude i yeah i could i guess i'll scream it into a pillow later I'll see how i feel about <laughs> it <laughs> how do you um how do you think canadians as a general um i guess as a population but how do they how do they expel because you said we're all human yeah. we all have anger we all have frustrations we all have stuff we want to get out is that what they do? Do they go home and just scream all the <laughs> negativity and hatred into a pillow? 
I know we're still making those gross generalizations that they're a popular, uh, sorry, a positive, friendly people, but that is there for a reason. Oh, yeah. I've seen a lot of people get their aggressions out in winter during like heavy winter storms. I mean, I've been walking around Toronto and when it's so cold that your eyes begin to freeze and then your nostrils are freezing and it's so windy that no one will hear you. You can just scream into the wind. I've screamed into the wind in downtown Toronto so many times. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Just like a heavy wind and you're just like, ah, just screaming and walking. And then you see somebody else doing the same thing. Yeah. Because it's just so fucking miserable. Yeah. It's just, and then I, it's, I think we get it all out in the, in the icy cold and then you go inside and you're just so grateful to be warm and safe. And you return back to the happy And you place. return back to happy but it's, I feel like the winters are See, when... Brits binge drink. Yeah. Well, I mean, we do that too, of course. Really? We're the whole... Canadians are drunk all the time. I'm drunk right now. <laughs> I love it. It's huge drinkers. Is that true? It's insane. I've been to Canada a few times, and I thought they had a pretty pretty good control over there. Oh, you got to go to like small town Canada, bud. Okay, that's fair. I've yeah. only been to like... Toronto, or Vancouver, or places Toronto's like Montreal. Still pretty drunk, but like you go an hour outside of Toronto and it's like dirt bikes and cases of beer and just hanging out in the woods. Gets redneck like, real quick. Oh my God. Going to a cottage, like cottaging, like going to a cottage for like a week. Cottaging is a very different thing. So I've heard. Isn't it sucking a dick in a tool shed or something yeah, over it's there? It's basically going to fucking in the woods, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like meeting up with a group of. Insane. Because you say cottage in Canada, you're like, oh yeah, we're fucking going to the cottage for a week. Oh yeah, I bet you are. Ah. <laughs> and you come back all relaxed and feeling good. You can't even say it down here because it's, it's called going to the cabin. Why are your teeth even more luminous than yeah. normal, Matt? What's going Everything's on? Everything's glowing. Your face is glowing. <laughs> Why is the inside of your yeah. fucking colon glowing, Matt? What's going on with that? Cottaging. That's so funny. Actually, colons reminds me of what I was going to tell you. What? Because I don't want you to be the only one who had to talk about what they hated about themselves. Yeah. Um, and I know I mentioned the nipples, but that's not a bad thing anymore. Yeah. But I do have a little skin tag Ooh. on my anus where I had a, a hemorrhoid once and on then put the anus. cream on and it obviously reduced back down. But it left like, like just, it's not like big. It's like minuscule, but it's just a tiny, yeah. tiny little nub of skin. Just a tiny little bit at the top. It's almost like, hey, yeah, here's the anus. How close to the anus? Like above oh, I mean, it's, the anus. It's like, it's the anus. Right it's there. part of the anus, but it's just like. Just you feel a, it when you wipe? Just a tiny little bit. Does it make like a sound like a doorstop when you... No, it's more... <laughs> <laughs> Every time you wipe. <laughs> no, but I wish it did do that. It should make a noise. That would make me yeah. laugh every time I pooped. <laughs> but that's like... I was Because I was, we were talking about skin tags. It's like, why don't you get rid of that? But that's a danger because, zone. No, 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 no. That would be easy. They just... It'd be like, like removing a hemorrhoid, but it's not hemorrhoid. I just left it because it's like, it's fine and it's not unsightly. It's just a thing that makes me feel imperfect yeah oh and acne i don't see any acne uh, at the moment i've been really good because yeah. i'm not drinking now so but uh, i uh, yeah around my hairline i get like a little bit around my hairline like adult acne, yeah huh? yeah yeah Fuck, dude. and i have nightmare. to like never touch my face Ooh, that's hard yeah i'm always touching my I'm face. A comedian i'm always like whoa is me life is oh, so hard I'm, yeah. I'm a real thinker <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm thinking i'm thinking so hard right Just now bunch of acne going yeah God, you think that's uh, people that do have a lot of acne that like are adults? You think they're just like rubbing their face all the time? That or maybe just, they're just thinkers. Maybe that was, that should be the stigma around adult acne. Yeah, like, I think they just have like shit skin. Yeah, that could be and it too. Dirty fucking hands. Is it oils? Is it certain oils? Is it? Um, you don't seem like an adult acne guy. I mean, I'm like, uh, sorry, I keep looking at that because I'm just watching levels. Oh yeah, how I am I doing? To, yeah, you're doing great. Okay. You're doing great. I, I, there's no rhyme or reason for this. It's it's going to sound perfect at the right. end of it. And I'm going to go, oh, I worried about something for absolutely this no reason. is, I used to, because I've produced many podcasts solo myself. And okay. this, I'm totally 
on I know what you're going through right now. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you have a producer to look at stuff. Cause, but not. you have to worry about all this. Well, I'm glad you is, mentioned that, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> because I would have a producer. Yeah. If uh, if maybe a couple more of the uh, of the listeners. We've got 20,000 unique listeners, Holy right? Shit. So let's be realistic. Every episode is getting about one to 8,000 listens, depending on who the guest is and what, what's it about, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But if every one of those, let's say 1,000 people are listening to every single episode. Sure. If every single one of those people gave me $1, one a month. Dollar. I always think eight, about that. Well, actually, it ends up being at least 10 hours of content every month. Ooh. If they just gave me $1, one dollar. Patreon. Do you have Patreon? Slash yeah. Savage Snowflake. We've got five <laughs> patrons, dude. Good. Five. Good. God, I was looking. And that I'm up. grateful for those five. Of course, I was looking that up the other day, and there was like certain podcasts on there that are like, oh, they're making eight grand a week or Dude, something. Like my boy Andrew Schultz and his buddies. Yeah, uh, you know Akash and um, who's the uh, Kaz, right? Those three, they got flagrant. Their flagrant podcast makes has a what is it like two thousand backers or something, and it's making twenty eight thousand dollars a month for them. That's insane for three of them good for them now don't get me wrong there's some overheads sure let's say monthly their overheads are top i like how this is turning <laughs> to let's work out how much other podcasts are making let's crunch the numbers this is a great feature yeah <laughs> who do i hate in the world of podcasting who's making more money than me? but seriously those motherfuckers have got to be taking twenty five thousand easy yeah. between the three of them god what's that seven eight 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 thousand dollars a month each sure to do a fa- and they do one a week yeah <laughs> Wow, booming. And I do two a week. <laughs> and it's exceptional talent. Great. This guy's going to win America's Got Talent. Yeah. And when he wins that, then you motherfuckers will know. I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with my listeners. I love them and they hate me. And it's very frustrating. Oh, yeah. Well, how long have you been doing this for? This podcast? Um, this is probably about... Well, this episode will actually probably be about the 50th episode, maybe. Yes. So it's still relatively new. But that's a lot of work. You, saw, you put lot a lot of work. of work into it, and like once you, if you were to see I bought this, second cameras, I bought second, second microphones. Cameras. I've already spent. I've already definitely spent more than I've earned in Patreon donations over the yeah. entirety of the but podcast. Come so back. You also do Twitch, Twitch stuff, right? Not like, anymore, man. Not no, anymore? I got perma banned on Twitch. What? Permanently banned. What? Why? Um, because they called out uh, a very over-sexualized streamer on there. Oh, who's really? a girl? Oh god! And I did it a year and a half ago, when at the birth of the Me Too movement. Uh, and she's a YouTuber who lives off drama content. Right. And so, of course, she was like, "This guy's a misogynist." She made a comment about what I wear on stream on a chat show. I'm like, "Yeah, because you're a whore." Oh god! Um, but you know, banned. it's all right. That's that's where we are. That's where we are. Could you wear a mask and start a new account? No, no, mm. no, no, no. They'd find out. And I'd I have no intentions out. to do that. I'd love to go back there. I really liked the platform i think yeah. twitch is a wonderful platform and i think it can bring we used to do some amazing shit on there man yeah i, I tuned in i because i was always curious because i love playing video games and i'm like my even my wife she's like get on twitch she's like get people to watch you yeah like make some money I'm like, but you would have to spend five or six grand on an incredible rig to really yeah. get make the content you want to make and then that's what all this shit all that stuff costs at the yeah. end of it and then after that it's constant work seven days a week constant work oh I see I have friends uh, that do it as well and, and they're like eight hours a day yeah playing video games I I'm did like, like 10 to 12 hour streams six days a week guaranteed oh, that's a lot <clears throat> and normally on my day off I just end up streaming for at least like six hours good god man yeah that's uh that was when I lived in New York City 
And that was the year that I thought about killing myself. <laughs> oh, wow, of course. <laughs> See, now I should, I should go on America's Got Talent. I've got the sub story You've got now. the story, man. Now I could be like, I had a horrendous breakup back in the UK. My ex tried to ruin my fucking career. Yeah. She told me I couldn't see the kid that I'd raised for four years as my own. <laughs> then I moved to America. I'd been drained of finances. I thought about killing myself. My last ditch attempt to not do that was to move to LA and yeah. be around sunshine and more positive outlook. And now I'm thinking on a monthly basis about driving for Uber fucking eats because it's so oh, expensive yeah. out here. Oh, yeah. Please donate. Patreon.com <laughs> slash Savage Snowflake. Isn't but you, you get what I'm saying? It's oh, like, 100%. Yeah, that's a good story. But isn't it funny? If I don't win America's Got Talent, I'm definitely going to murder myself. Yeah. But every time I pay rent in LA, and someone else tweeted this, and it's I've never agreed more. They're like, every time I pay rent in LA, I go, well, one more month. Like, it's just like, you're not like, oh, I'm, I'm easily paying rent. You're just like, looks like I got one more month. I got one more month out here before yeah. I have to what? Do something. Like, I don't know. I take out a loan to pay off yeah. a back payment? I signed up for, because I'm always concerned that I'm going to go broke. Like, okay. Have you got debts? Have you got any debts? A uh, very small amount. Okay. I, All right. It's nothing, nothing major. It's just like, um, I actually only have debts because I paid for college showcases coming up. And they're right. very expensive. It was like 1800 bucks. To showcase for colleges coming up, it's like a national college showcase. But hang on a sec, you had to pay yeah eighteen hundred dollars to showcase to perform in front of people so they could go. Yes, you can do college tours and college yeah, groups. exactly. How, what, what, why, why so much? Why? What? What the fuck? What? Yeah, well, it's I did it in Canada. I toured all the colleges in Canada uh, with Coca, and it was the same thing. I paid with Coca. You know what that means? Cocaine. Yeah, hey, cocaine. Cocaine. Um, so you toured all of the universities, all the cocaine universities, <laughs> with a big bag of cocaine, yeah. and you sold it, and that's how you made the eighteen hundred back. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, but it was five hundred bucks in Canada, and I was like, and like my agent covered it at the time, and then she's like, you're gonna make this back, you're gonna book it, and it happened, everything was fine, and then everything I researched about colleges down here, it's like, no, but why was it so fucking expensive? It's this one especially is the most expensive because every college is there. It's national. It's not just like, but what certain- are you paying? Like, what's that eighteen hundred paying for? This is an entry fee to perform. It's it's an entry fee. It's the performance fee. It's you get a you get a booth with this agent that I now have, and it's just like. And trust me, when I when I saw that price, I was like, "That's insane." But he he was like, he broke it down. I talked to other people that did it, and they're like, "Yeah, you make that money back." It's a scam. Matt. It's crazy. This is like Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Oh my god! It's a scam. It's a fucking scam, yeah. man. Oh yeah. And all the comics who've realized that you can make money. I did a Edinburgh Fringe Festival three years in a row, and. Uh, sold out my venue. Like I remember the second year and a third. Oh, sorry, first year I did it. Did a small venue on the Free French, yeah. little room, and I had it packed. And I got a five star uh, review. And it, I, I'd only been doing stand up two months, and I was doing a one hour oh show. Oh my god! And then yeah, yeah, but it wasn't <laughs> watching it back now. It was funny. Yeah, but it, I don't think it was deserving of five star, but whatever. Sure, I got it. Yeah. So my room was packed, and I had a queue down the street. So every show was packed, and they ended up adding an extra show. Someone dropped out, so I did two shows a day. Cool. And that year, I made some money. I made a couple of grand, yeah. to, about maybe five grand in cash. The next year, agents and TV and blah, blah, blah. So suddenly, like, I'm in a paid venue, big marketing, all that shit. I sold out my venue the majority of the run, and I was down 6,000 pounds. Third year, same story. Bigger theater. Now I'm doing a 250, 200-seater. Selling it out most of the time. You know, a few quiet nights, but again, down about three or four grand. And I went, why does this work? So the fourth year, did the free fringe again. 250, 300-seater. Above there, there's a a, a venue, um, the ballroom in uh, in, uh, the, what's the pub called? Anyway, it has a ballroom above it that seats 250, 300. 
had people sitting on the floors. And I made like 15,000 pounds that year. Jesus. In cash, in buckets. Had to keep going down the bank and going. But do you kind of see, are you kind of like, would this have happened if I didn't pay for, you know what I mean? Like, were the other year's investments towards that? Yeah, I should have just done the free friends always. Yeah. I should have just gone. People don't want to pay twenty five pounds a ticket, or even even if if it's fifteen quid a ticket, yeah. which mine was, they don't want to pay that to see someone who's got a few TV credits. But everyone's got fucking TV credits at Edinburgh, or sure. is at least lying that they have TV credits oh, yeah. or whatever. So you know, they once was an extra in something on BBC. They're like, you may have seen yeah. him as a star of Taggart on BBC. It's like <laughs> he fucking did. This guy owns a TV. Yeah, he walked over <laughs> and like put a dream down and went, "There you are, sir." And then that was his one line. Of course, <clears throat> but. Yeah, I think that it's finding ways, and people are more likely to give you stuff if you haven't ripped them off. Yes. So by going like, it's a free show, I'm not charging you 20 quid that it would cost in the fancy venue. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm doing this all off my own back. If you could leave anything, if you thought it was worth a fiver or a tenner, throw that in the, oh, in the bucket on the way out. And you stand there with a the bucket and you say thank you to everyone. And they, mm. same, um, this is a very different way of doing it, but like uh, a lot of the comics at the Comedy Cellar were like, oh man, I've seen how all the good reviews you're getting on Yelp every time you go to Vegas. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm funny. Yeah. And also because at the end of the show, I go and stand at the exit and I shake hands with everyone. I say, thank you so much for coming. Enjoy your Vegas trip, blah, blah, blah. Good idea. And people yeah. go, you're our favorite. We love you. I go, that's so sweet of you. If you really enjoyed the show, do me a favor, leave a Yelp review. Sure. And big up the venue because they're great. And uh, if you mention me, I'll get booked more. Yeah. And then God, suddenly there's like idea. 15 fucking reviews, you know, yes. after a week in Vegas, all singing my praises. Well, it's because uh, the average, I'm included in this, the average comic will, after a show, just like slink away back into the darkness. And so like, dumb. It's, I, I, I started selling merch when I toured Canada. Okay. And that started getting more, more comfortable with actually talking to people after shows. And it does, people like respond to it. People buy your fucking t-shirts. Sure. And like, it's, it's something that everyone should be doing. And it, and it works. Yeah. Like it's. But the Yelp thing, ooh, what an angle. Mine is more about, um, almost about, we were talking about this again before. I mean, you know, we, It's very expensive being here. It's very hard to make it as a comic in this country. I think there's easier money to be made, certainly in England, and certainly on New York and on the East Coast, because yeah. you can do four paid shows a night, or in England, even if I'm just doing one weekend show, each show is like, you get paid 200, 250 pounds, which is what, yeah. 300, 350 bucks. Sure. So you do two of those. It's like, all right, I've earned 600 bucks this week just doing, stand, just doing two yeah. stand-up shows. And anything I do during the week, any other work, you all know. extra. Um, plus, it doesn't cost an arm and a leg for a fucking apartment and bills Oof. and rent and health insurance and blah. And weird taxes and shit. The California taxes. Three. Like, what is Federal, happening? state, and city. It's insane. All right, we're back to hating on America. <laughs> Back to crunching numbers. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard, man. It's hard being out here. I think it's nuts, but but it's like I don't know. You see the opportunities that are available. This is how the town gets you because I'm I'm now starting to know more and more people that are getting these big opportunities, and just by being in proximity to them, just getting, I'm I'm like oh I'm I'm close to them, so I'm I'm kind of almost you know it's it just feels an arm's reach. You're like one thing could really pop, and then you're like yeah, and I'm sure. You know, the homeless guy outside your apartment has had the exact same conversation. Oh, it's all like- relative. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's, <laughs> there's people far worse off than me, you know? Yeah. Um, I was actually just remembered. I only just remembered. You were on Vine, weren't you? Yeah. And you were prolific on Vine. Oh, God. I was active. Yeah. No, I- dude, you had a good yeah. following. And I, it's funny because the first time I saw you, and I think that might have been at the uh, the garage, the garage, you know. That's um, right. Yeah. Uh, Christine's show. We did that together. And I remember it came up and I was like, I didn't know you from yeah. Vine, man. You were really funny on it. You were. 
and you still are. Oh, that's nice. Uh, funny, but not on yeah. Vine. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> but, no, you're still funny, but yeah. you're not on Vine. But here's the deal, is that I remembered um, all the content that you've been doing on, you, you do these videos, if people haven't already followed you on social media, we'll plug all that at the end, but there's yeah. these videos you do, they're almost like mock, they're very tongue-in-cheek, very silly, uh, little green screens, yeah. uh, special effects-driven short sketches. Yeah. And they're very fucking amusing. Very Thank amusing. Thank you. i got to stop swearing. Walk. They're very amusing. Ooh, that sounds nice. Um, but I... That takes a long time to make even just a, a 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's hours. It's hours and hours and hours. And, like, I'm working on right one right now. And I've probably put like six or seven hours into it, and it's it's gonna be a twenty minute, a twenty second thing up on Instagram. Maybe fifty four seconds tops. Yeah. Like it's, and then it'll get barely any views. But the people that do view it, like yourself, or like I'll get so many compliments on these things, and they'll be like, "Oh my god, I love your videos." I'm like, "Well, can you retweet it or something, or can you share yeah. it?" You know what I mean? Because it's like I've had a couple really pop off, but again, it hasn't really resulted in anything. Can you take all of those? And pop them together as like a, I want to do, you know, Something. I feel like yeah. even like, a, I feel like Adult Swim would love that's yeah that kind of short sketch format with, with, cause it's silly and they're out there and they're, you know, they're funny, they're well written, but they're yeah. also, but they're, they're definitely alternative. They're in very there. weird. Yeah. Very stupid. It's yeah. literally, I go by the first thought I have for an idea and then I just execute it. I just do yeah. it. I don't overthink no it. thought process. Don't. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. And like people have always asked me, I'm just like, if you have an idea for a thing, like, like, uh, do you know Dave Waite? Comedian? I do know Dave Waite. Yeah. Wait. He had an idea, really stupid idea. He's like, he's like, I walk into your apartment. I say, where are you at, dog? Where are you at, dog? And then it turns out I'm tiny on the kitchen counter. He goes, there you are, dog. Why are you so tiny? And then I jump on his chest and then he accidentally squashes me. And that's the whole video. Right. And I'm like, let's do it tomorrow. Let's, yeah, let's make that. Yeah. And we just did it. And I posted it and it, you know, it turned out and nice. barely anybody watched it, but. It's just like I, I'm now at the point where like because my wife also posts like content and stuff like that, and she's she's like gets pissed off that he's like oh it's not getting enough retweets all that stuff. I'm we like, should say your wife is also a very talented comedian and actress as very well. Very hilarious. So very you both talented. moved out here when yeah. it's just. Um, but I always tell her I'm like I'm at the point where I just do it for me. Just do it for you. Like who cares? Like if people like it, they like it. If not, at least you like it. Okay, let me uh, play devil's advocate for a second. Is there not some kind of pressure in the background these days when we were talking about this when we were in our 20s just used to make content yeah. all the fucking time not care in the world don't know why it just seemed like life was so fucking easy yeah i was making money and then not spending anything on stuff you know uh -huh. and then now every time i make something like even this podcast you know the, the mm. choice to make it twice a week is this a podcast I didn't... it's a videocast podcast oh. yeah, yeah a bit of both yeah yeah <laughs> But you know what I mean? When you make those, I, now I do really look at it and go, well, I certainly want to make this because I want to share content with my audience. Like, yeah. I love them laughing. I love them being inspired or engaged. Like, you know, it's not always nonstop comedy on this thing. It's yeah. like interesting as well. But I also would really love it to be a business for me so I can yeah. go, oh, I can do this five times a week now yes. because it's paying my rent. Yeah. Oh yeah, Absolutely. so you have that in the back of your mind. So as oh, much as it's time. you've got to upload content, but maybe that's the wrong way to even remotely look at. Because as soon as you put business into the equation, it loses the authenticity of being a creative process that you're yeah. passionate about. I well, if that's the thing with making these videos, I don't know how to translate that into a job of any kind. So far, it's it has like I've gotten weird little acting gigs out of it. 
and like weird little like corporate gigs. They were like, oh, you're, yeah, I saw your videos. Come yell at my employees around Christmas, which has happened more often than not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I am obviously thinking that. I'd like love to turn it into something, but I just don't even know what that is. So I think that kind of helps with me creating these things. I'm like, I don't know how to make money from this, but fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And- well, again, I think these, uh, you know, these websites like Patreon, uh, dot com forward slash Savage Snowflake. Wow. I'm really pushing on this one. You do it. Well, Push. I just don't want to drive for Uber Eats. No, no one does. Or just Uber in general. I can't. I can't even drive for Uber because my car is 2001. Oh shit! It has to be made in the last 15 years. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, li- I actually physically can't. You cannot drive for Uber. You know what? <laughs> How depressing yeah. is that? Do you know what I signed up to do? Because I, I was the same thing. I was like, I don't want to be broke. So there's two jobs I signed up for. I haven't done them yet. They're just kind of in the background. Okay, what's that? There is Amazon Flex. Which, what's that? Which is you deliver boxes for Amazon, basically. Okay. And it's like three-hour chunks. You make like 50 or 60 bucks. And you just deliver packages. And so like I signed up for it. I got approved. I haven't had to do it yet. It's on my phone. But I'm like, if shit gets real rough... I'll deliver these packages. I mean, I guess I know what I'm doing for the rest of the yeah. afternoon. <laughs> Signing up for, for it. That. I can refer you. Let me ask you a question, right? An extension of this. In Canada, you had great success in Canada. Yeah, that's good. I had great success in England. Yeah. And I'm assuming as part and part of that, you made good money. Yes. And lived a pretty comfortable life. Very. And it was fun. Yeah, same. It's scary being 33, 34, Moving to a new country that is infinitely more designed to drain you of funds and give you fucking nothing back. Like, terrifying. nothing back. Yeah. Why are we here? I don't know. I don't know. Serious question, man. There like, is like something you- down here. The, well, here's the thing. In Canada, I did, I felt like I did as much as I could do. And I did the Just for Laughs. I did the touring. I did the colleges. I was living, my main source of income was commercials, which is insane to say. I was booking commercials. I was booking TV things. And I was like, well, I could be just another Canadian comic just doing Canadian things or sure. I could get down here and do something bigger. So we're down here because we're greedy assholes and we want to be bigger than what we were. So, uh, which is not a bad thing. I mean, good for us. Yeah. There's only, there's only a handful of people that actually I think take we're idiots. Risk. I think we're idiots, but I think that that's good. I think ambition and drive can sometimes... Um, be a constant uh, or be of constant detriment to any kind of creative happiness. Yeah. But if you weren't, that's the thing. If you're not talented, you clearly are talented. Clearly, you know what you're doing. So it's like something will happen. Just say it again. No one clearly said that. Clearly, you're talented. No one said that for so yeah. long. For the listener, Look, he's my rubbing eyes his giant so nipples white. again. My <laughs> eyeballs are going to come yeah. slowly. Come <laughs> say it again. Tell yeah. me again. There man. are people down here that you're like, you should not be down here. Like I felt like um, I feel like Nathan Fielder now. You know that? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he goes, she <laughs> goes, again. I love you, and he goes, again. <laughs> I love you again. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check out Nathan for you. Good I old think Canadian boy. He is a Canadian, Canadian chap, boy. and I think one of the funniest <laughs> TV series in the last decade. That show was insane. That show, you ever watch a show that's so funny that you're jealous? Yeah. You're like, you're like, I am so jealous of the things you're doing and the, why, how did I not think of that? I love, I love everything about it. I find that in my 30s, um, life is a constant struggle to, I have to remind myself constantly to, if I ever feel a pang of jealousy of what someone else is doing, 
to remind myself that they worked to get that. Yeah. There's something happened. Whether it some people didn't work to get it. Some people they create something good or they create they, they were performing and people went, We need this. Yeah. And this person completely fills that space that we needed to fill. Yeah. Fine. But for the most part, people came up with a concept or did something and that's why that thing came around yeah. at the right time. And I just have to wait until the thing I created is for the right time. Everyone gets their that's the thing. Like what I've experienced at least is like everyone gets a shot. Like, yeah. I'm yet to see someone that's talented that doesn't. This is what I'm worried about, though. Get, did you? Did, are you thinking your shot already happened? Haven't we both had a shot? We both had success in our own countries, respective countries. I was on TV. I was doing loads of stuff, and yeah. I, then I did a lot of cocaine, <laughs> and then I did less TV, and then I literally just quit TV. I went, nah. Yeah, really. Oh, yeah, wow. and then started stand up. So maybe I already had my shot. Yeah, but no, you're on a fresh slate. This is a fresh slate. You got new shots. Yeah, no, these are new right. shots. I'm only here. jesting. There's things. Yeah. Things are happening. It's just it's just so frustrating to have I don't know man I, I think th- th- this this part of the podcast I'm I'm hoping is serving as like a question for anyone who's ever sat at home and I know a lot of the viewers are creative people and they are they are uh, passionate about different things you know whether yeah. it's stand up or acting or growing weed or mm. merchant banking whatever the fuck you're passionate about I think the only people who garner immense success over the age of 22 if you get gone a success prior to that you're lucky yeah something happened right you were the right face for the job yeah 16 or you're harry potter all Basically, of a sudden yeah. or you're blah 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 whatever it happens to be but post that the people who make it are the ones that despite daily often or you know let's say at least weekly major sad moments of frustration self-loathing self-questioning yeah um, you just have the patience to stick it out. You just That's suck the it difference up. between people who do make it and people who don't. You just go, I'll just keep fucking trying. Yeah, but it's also like I always think about the story behind it. It's like no one likes the story of the person barely doing it and then making it. This, the if you have that story, you're like, I was, you know, I had it. These our stories, especially. It's like, oh, we had it. We risked it all. We went down there. We were in the dumps. Oh, we just dragged our dicks along the pavement for so long, and then we finally just built ourselves back up, and bit now we're back. Bit, yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's a story. Yeah. That's something you want to be able to tell people. As 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 if you were like instead of being like oh I made it and then I went there oh the autobiography the is going to be infinitely more interesting yeah. <laughs> the rise and fall and rise All right. yeah. of Jeff Leach as opposed to you the know, steady everything was fine was fine yeah <laughs> also maybe another part of it is is it's an age related thing that when I was twenty and I might have a year or two of feeling like I was treading water it didn't matter you were young because I was like all right I'm spending two years I guess what I'm doing now is DJing and getting fucked up and running club nights yeah. and taking acid sure and then it's like oh now I want to make something creative so even if it didn't the first thing didn't work or it didn't get a huge response it oh, didn't matter because there's there's time whereas now I'm going. But I have to remember that there's still time. Isn't that stupid though? I'm exactly the same thing. We're the, thirty ways through our age. lives. I'm thirty four next month, two months, and it's just like for some reason I feel like the clock is really ticking. It's not ticking. What am I stupid? Yeah, in thirties, like people in their forties, like I'm killed to be in my thirties. Having said that, I don't want to be one of those actors living in Hollywood or comics living in Hollywood who are like, when you say. Oh, how's it all going? They go, yeah, yeah, no, you're really working on some project. Things are starting to take thing, and you're like, oh, cool. How long have you been out here in LA? And they're like, oh, like twelve years, twelve years. Oh, it's, years. it's pretty. <laughs> 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 there's nothing more depressing. I know. 
Oh God, I always think about that. I was at a commercial audition today, not bragging, but uh, how, just did, looking how did that go? The, I didn't even ask you. How it was fine. Me? I mean, it's an SOC, like just a silent on camera thing. So it's just like, and which I had to like really dr- climb back up from that too, because yeah. I got a commercial agent out here. So things started rolling. Went on tour for two months. Who are you and, with? Are you with the same one as me? I don't know. Rain. Oh no, SBV. Oh, I but think I know Rain. about. I know about Rain. There's I a lot knew of, a lot of comics. A lot of comics. Rain. Rain. Yeah. Um, but basically I, I went on tour for two months and then came back and they kind of forgot about me. Like I forgot to remind them that I was back. I wasn't getting auditions. And then I emailed them. I was like, you know, I'm back from tour. They're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're back. And yeah. now things are starting to like, but like, they keep telling me they're like, you got to just be here, which I've heard from so many people. It's like, just, you don't have to be leave here, yeah. town, be available. And yeah, that's just I the book, hardest I booked thing. a thing in Romania in Bucharest. I do this host this uh, conference, two day conference every year, and it's some good money. But it's also my friend's event. Yeah, I do a now show to like four thousand people at the end of it, so Jeez. it's really dope. Yeah, it's really yeah. fun. And then there's an orgy, so that's oh wow, that's <laughs> a lot. That's a lot. Not four thousand people. Yeah. Like no one's got time for that. <laughs> Can you? No imagine? one has time for a four thousand person orgy. I'd like to witness one. I don't know if I'd want to take part in the one. The smell alone. Smell. It would have to be outdoors, very ventilated. All right, let's put this into perspective. Out of, I was a prolific whore when I was younger, yeah. and out of a f- quite a few hundred lovers, I'd say out of maybe let's say six, seven hundred women, at least at least twenty have had a, a case of BV. Of bacterial vaginosis. Oh, so if you put that as like numbers, let's say half of the Percentage. audience, two thousand, is like or, or women. Even five percent. In fact, actually, probably two thirds of women at this event. Yeah, generally, because it's uh, there's a lot of women in advertising and marketing in, in in Central and Eastern Europe. Also, dudes got stinky dinks too. St- but then we add to it men's hygiene, stinky dinks, dirty buttholes. The whole room would just everything. be awash with. Yeah, oh. people that didn't put any deodorant on and are sweating in this hot, hot orgy. The smells, it would be terrible. That's what like you you see people that inter- interviewed about porn and they're like they're like yeah it looks great but the smells in that room are fucking like I'll never forget that. I've I've had about three adult actresses on this podcast so yeah. far, <laughs> uh, who are friends of mine, and one of them really afterwards she actually she told me off camera she said I can't say who it is on camera, but then off camera she told me about working with a woman, and she said this woman is like huge in the industry. Yeah, um, and she said like a vagina is rancid oh. <laughs> that would be like the number yeah, one yeah i was thing like that's like think. me turning up to do a stand-up show and they go yeah there's no microphone and there's a wall in front of like yeah. there's going to be a partition between you and the audience i go well i'm not going to do the gig it doesn't make sense to yeah. if i turned up to eat someone's pussy and i could smell it from outside the, that ve- the location that bad i'd that probably go shooter, right? <laughs> i'd be like well then please go and wash your vagina yeah isn't there a job? Isn't that somebody on set that uh, handles that stuff? The, the, well, the fluff, the hoser, the, the doucher, the doucher. That they have a doucher. They they must be a doucher. Well, douching is not healthy for a vagina. Is it not? Messes up the uh, pH balance. Okay, it's well, a very delicate balance. Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that should be the podcast. We got a lot of good podcast ideas. <laughs> yeah, the vagina, uh, the pH, the smelly vagina monologues. Smelly vagina monologues. Very good. Very good. Can you um, imagine the outrage if two men started a podcast called The Smelly Vagina Monologues? We'd ruin our careers before they even started. I wonder That's- if, though, there could be a market for, an, for, a, for a podcast that is exclusively, I don't know, like alphas, alphas for, you know, uh, <laughs> the alpha feminine, alpha feminism or something. So it's like, yeah, I'm an alpha man. I like fucking, uh, I'll fight someone if they push me. And I'm a whatever. But yeah. I also love women and I want women to be safe and protected and... Yes. So, marrying those two ideas, going, all right, well, what are things that I think are very soft, lenient, 
just being a man. I'm a man. This is what a man does. I don't that think... That actually are not liked by... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, that's a, I, that is an interesting idea. To, uh, but, I mean, I think people just see it for the, the base level. They'd be like, see two guys thinking that they... You know what I mean? Like that we can explain how we're going to make things right for... It would turn into... it. it would, I think it would drift into mansplaining very quickly, I feel. Well, no, it's more just going, look, I'm going to hold my hands up, point out shit that I'm not doing right. Right, 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 right. And uh, then I can know. argue against it if I think I'm if think it's wrong. Sure, but then you have to get a woman pundit on to be the voice of all f- women. Yeah, and that's always going to be subjective and laboured. So either she's going to be very overtly all men are pieces of shit, oh, yeah. or she might be the other way and be like, actually, men are pretty lenient. To find someone very balanced in either gender is hard. That anyway, exhausting to do all the time. Too. There's like those those podcasts, like politically charged stuff. I'm just like, not that I stray away from it, but I'm just like, I just like to have fun. You know, <laughs> like I want to be. You're a so fun- right. Look at the most successful podcasts out there at the moment. They very rarely deal with, or actually don't. That's that's incorrect. There's a few very specifically political, or even someone like Joe Rogan talks about topical uh, yeah. social climate and topical stuff. However, it's still at the heart of it a comical fun. construct. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, people don't want to hear about the news anymore they're so tired of the news it's just so like and I'm always afraid I'm like am I saying the right thing you know I, I, was, I know my, my you've come off pretty racist to be honest good well, I've, sometimes the n-word just slips out and I don't even know what's there well you, you know? scream it into the wind surely yeah. <laughs> That's what we scream into the wind. Which you can do downtown Toronto because there are no black people in Canada, pretty much, right? Oh, you're insane. Someone said that on stage the other day. Toronto is one of the most multicultural cities in the world. So there's three black guys there. There's three to four black guys there. (laughs) And they are. Canada's pretty white. No, not at all. Not at all. And it's really funny that that's the second. Educate me. That's the second thing. Like, it is just such. There's just. You just walk around Toronto for 10 minutes and you'll be like, there are blocks. Oh, I said Canada's pretty white. Well, yeah, but I mean, what do you? Small town Canada, pretty white, but like the major cities, very multicultural. But there's like three major cities, and then the I'm rest of Canada, insane. rest of Canada is like small town. Canada. This is what a I'm Canadian just- looks like when he's really angry and wants to tell someone to go fuck themselves, <laughs> but is too polite to do so. You're like, it's Aah! so. I'm adjusting, wriggling in your seat. It's so <laughs> multicultural. You wouldn't believe it. How dare you? Yeah. We have wonderful. We love art and culture of all because kinds. It's literally I can drilled. eat Jamaican food in the morning and Thai at lunchtime and Korean can. in the evening. I've had some of the, the best Jamaican food in my life in Toronto. Really? Great patties. There's a, a patty place in one of the subway stations below ground. The further you go below ground, the better the Jamaican patties I get. I take it back. Canada's so woke, man. It's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. I do like Canada. I've been there a few times. What part? Toronto? Toronto, Vancouver, yeah. Montreal. Yeah. Oh, no, not Montreal. I've been to Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. Um, a couple of times each for, I mean, once I went for a girl, once I went with family, or twice yeah. with family and stuff. But it's um, it's very nice. It's a very it's nice like, country. Yeah, but it needs a little sauce. Yeah, that's sauce. Do you sauce. know what I mean? Saucy. Nah, is it? Well, yeah, that's the thing. I'm not as traveled as you. That's I haven't been to the UK. Also, I've been there for a decade, so, probably. Yeah. So you see, did the it sauce. get more saucy? Very in the saucy. Last thing? Lots of sauce. What is sauce? What is, like? Well, you go to New York. Stank. Some stank on it. Here's the thing. This is probably why there's this idea in my head that Canada is an incredibly white place because sauce comes from a melting pot. Yeah. You get the pot. Oh, God, this this is going to be a metaphor, isn't it? <laughs> you get the melting pot. Yeah. And inside, you put all the people and they create the sauce, like oh, the base yeah, of the yeah. sauce. And then some shit rises to the top. Some stuff is a bit underground. At the bottom of the pot, that's where the good eating sure, is. Sure, that's what you, you go down for. to the dark alleyway, yeah, but then yeah. there's that late night bar. And I feel like um, cities like London, 
or New York City or even at downtown LA, yeah. there's a lot of sauce. Whereas when I went to Toronto and Vancouver, I could see it that. felt like there was a really nice bisque. Yeah. It was a really safe bisque yeah. that would taste nice, you know, but there's no, there's not a huge amount of, it's not very spicy. Well, and there's not a lot of sauce. You got to look for it. That's the thing. We're not advertising it. We're not putting the sauce out there. You got to talk to a guy, to a guy, to another guy that knows where to get the sauce. All right. Most rock and roll thing you've ever done in Toronto. Oh, my God. Come on. Most rock and roll thing Come on. You can remember. What have I done? I know I've got good ones. Rock and roll thing. I'm trying to think of... Well, I mean, like, you ever rolled out of a late night club and stayed up until six in the morning, coked off your nah. I mean, I did... Staggering down the road and you went shooting guns with a... I don't know, trans hooker called yeah. Tyson. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, normal I, Tuesday I, stuff. I got naked in a park on MDMA, like a busy park, like in the middle in of Toronto. the night. In Toronto. Me and my wife, the first time we did MDMA, uh, and we were just rolling around, nude, like nude in this park. Oh, I would have married her too, dude. Yeah, it was the best. You know what the best part of the whole night was? We were on MDMA. We, like, this is all new feelings to us. We're like rolling in the grass and stuff. And then this you were do- rolling inside and rolling outside, <laughs> rolling like all over. And then a bunch of dogs came up and started licking us. And I'm like, this is perfect. And it was some poor <laughs> dog walker that was walking dogs late at night, very late at night. <laughs> And they were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we're just, like, getting licked by dogs. And, like, it was the best. It was great. It was a very good first experience with MDMA. You know, it would have been even better if you had a jar of peanut butter to hand. Oh, my God. Where would that go, though? I've never heard of uh, what to do with that. Specifically, where you put it on your earlobes. Oh, yeah. Erogenous zones that like to be licked. The neck, (laughs) the earlobes. Nose holes. Nose holes. Inside your favorite novel. See, that's you, though. That's not Toronto. You got a little south. Yeah. But Toronto, I think it's a pretty vanilla place. No, God, no. I have so many fucking good stories. Why are Canadians so fucking boring? That's the God question. God damn <laughs> Prison <Jeff>. company excluded. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot going on there. I mean... Um, there's a lot of Canadians in America in, in comedy as well. And yes. in England oh, yeah. as well. Like, you don't... I, I feel like you can grow out of what... Once, you, once you're booked to all the yuck yucks. Yeah. Yeah, and you've done JFL. It's like, all right, what's next? Well, That's I guess America or England. I guess you make your choice. And most people used to do England. Yeah, because it's so easy to get a visa because we're part of the Commonwealth. Sure, and now stuff, Brexit right? and all that and business. All that we stuff. don't like anyone, do we? But also, someone like I had friends that went there and then came back within a year, and they're like, the comedy scenes changed. Like it's not what it used to be. Like a couple of years ago, and like it just bummed them out. Like yeah. it wasn't. I guess there was a time in England where like if you're a Canadian, you could go there. Like, kill it. They love Canadian it. accents in England yeah. for comedy. Like a, my friend of mine, uh, Bobby Mayer. You probably know Bobby Mayer. I know Bobby very yeah. well. Bobby is one of my favorite comedians. We like in came up England. together in Toronto. Really? God, talk about a fucking. Talk about a rock and roll guy. I've witnessed that guy get punched in the face on stage twice. Sure. At, like an open mic. I think I might have been at one of the shows where he got hit as well in oh Edinburgh. I saw him get attacked in Edinburgh once. Did I had not to jump give a up. shit. I loved it. And he was just this wiry, dirty little guy. Yeah, if like, you guys haven't seen Bobby Mayer, check him out. He's very, he looks like a homeless guy, yeah. like a homeless drug addict, but like young. Although if he shaves and does himself up nicely. He doesn't actually look, look that like bad. Macaulay yeah, he looks yeah. like Macaulay Yeah, he looks like a young Macaulay Culkin. But like post-drugs Oh, yeah. Macaulay. Yeah. But he um, he was one of my favorite people. But we actually stopped having super close relationship because he was also friends with my ex, who's oh, Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a cunt. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't know her that well. But you, but you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> I right? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. She's not a nice person. Uh, yeah. But she's very successful because being a very attractive single mother. Yeah. Uh but still white enough to, you know, appeal to mass market. But then, 
you know. Yeah. She was the template for Canadians going to the UK. Really? She'd be like, well, well, look at look what she did. And like we'd always be like, Oh my god. Or now Bobby Mayer is the new one because you're like, Oh, look at Bobby go. Like maybe I could do that over there kind of Really? Thing. And uh That's so funny because I remember them obviously she was not doing anything when we first met yeah. in that respect. And then Bobby was uh, funny, but it, it, he, he would have audiences hate him as often as he would have audiences love what he does. Yeah, yeah. Very divisive in his comedy. Which really, it's happened in Canada. We would, I mean, we'd tour all the time together and he would have the crowd one night and then get, you know, the crowd walk out another night. Like, it was just so... I like, love acts like that, though. Isn't that... That's what comedy's about. Such a stance, though. You know what I mean? It's like, that's what I think you, you aim for as a comedian. You're like, I'm either loved or I'm hated. He's There's the kind no of comic who between... makes jokes about fucking kids. Yeah. Like he'll build a bit that is about having sex with children. Yeah. And then be like, it is what it is. But you know? I remember it was so like, I was like, what is he doing up there? I was like, just get the crowd to like you, man. Like, come on. But he was just so, he was like, this is how I am. This is yeah. what I want to say. And I'm saying, and if you like it, you like it, you don't, you don't, who cares? Yeah. I'm like, now Unfortunately, I really he's got a career rather than being locked up in a mental institution. Oh God. I know. I, when I met him, he was doing uh, like uh, drug testing. Like he was a basically yeah. a guinea pig for yeah. like drugs. And like I would see him at a, a mic at night and he would just We're like sitting there whinging about potentially doing Uber Eats or fucking yeah. Amazon Flex. And he's out there having pills stuffed yeah. in the end of his penis Getting to see needles. if it's going to fall off or not. <laughs> We're just going to rub this on your balls. Don't ignore the fact that they're turning black and petrifying. Oh, That's all right. That's meant to happen. And I just remember like he was a guy that we were all like, that guy's really sacrificing it all for his art, man. Like he's being tested on for like just so we can do comedy i'm like that's see crazy. i don't think that's what it is i no. think bobby mayer is a brilliant comedian and is was only ever meant to be a stand-up comedian yeah and i don't think he has business acumen or the other talents to be to pay his bills other ways a lot of the greats are like that yeah you like yeah it just there's so many comics i know that are like oh my god you don't even have an email address like yeah. you don't even have headshots or anything yet they're so insanely successful and it's just because they're just so good. You can just be so good that, and just like so, it's almost like people want to help them because they're like, "Oh, you can't really handle a lot of this. Like, just deal with yourself." And yeah, like, I'll I'll help you. Out so what you're saying is we need to we need to mix up our game a little bit, mate. I know we've only been in LA. What you've been here a year and a bit, two, two years. Two years. Yeah. I've been here a year and four months. Yeah. So we're very new. Yeah. But we're impatient. Yeah. So I reckon what we do is we start the podcast, right? Yeah. Uh, two guys explaining how women should live. Yeah. That's what it's called. So that's a it's gonna, rough pitch. It's going yeah. well, to be a very particular audience. It's going to be mostly like, all right, guys, they're going to call us fags a lot. Yeah. We're going to get libtard, cuck. But that's all right. That's I can, we, can, we can just like block those words sure. so we don't have to ever see them. And then we, we, we think it's going to be this all right podcast, but it ends up being actually quite progressive. Yeah. But then we do the whole thing naked Yeah. and on acid. Sure. And um, and then we just drive for Amazon Flex in the meantime yeah, until it <laughs> takes off, until the patrons start flying easy. in. It's so easy. How did... I don't know how God. we figure it out. Jesus, man. Well, I'm glad we did it, man. Yeah. I'm glad we worked it out. This is good. There's immense success ahead of us. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, there is immense success lined up for both of us. And yes. I know this of you because you're very, very talented on stage. I would like everyone to go and see you live if they're ever in, um, in the States or in Canada when you're back there touring. Yeah. Uh, they can check out your website. I'm assuming, I'm assuming to find live shows. Yeah, mattobriancomedy.com. Matt O'Brien, and that's O'Brien with a R I E I E I E, not E I. Not that or, anyone would play that. A N. Everyone thinks it's O B R I A N. Oh really? Like the first name. My uncle's name is Brian O'Brien. Actually, it's. Uh, I always say that. I'm like, man, that's so insane. What a la-. like. I talked to him over the holidays. I was like, do you hate your name? He's like, eh, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
Do you, better Brian. question is, do you hate your parents? Yeah, I know. I'm like, well, we're grandma, grandpa thing. Yeah. That's, what a lazy way to name somebody. Um, so mattobrien.com. Yeah, for live shows. Mattobriencomedy.com. Sorry, mattobrien.com. And then Matt O'Brien on 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 Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Matt underscore on Twitter. Tell the other guy dies. Um, then I can snatch that up. Who is that uh, other guy? He's just some guy from the UK, actually. He's. Um, I messaged him when I first started like using Twitter. I think I offered him like 150 bucks. I was like, I'll give you 150 bucks if you give me that Twitter handle. He said no. And he's like, he said no. Yeah, he's like, I'm still using. You know, using he's it. holding out. Wait, he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to win America's Got Talent, and he's going to be like, right now, listen. It could be big money. Add a zero on the end of that. But that's the thing. the The head writer for Conan O'Brien is also named Matt O'Brien, <sighs> and we both follow this guy. It's like we're both monitoring this guy. To try to see like if he slips up, I'm looking him up. Or something. I'm looking him up right now. Yeah. Matt O'Brien, here he is. He gets Matt tagged. O'Brien. He's following zero people. Is he? He doesn't even. He doesn't even use it. He doesn't oh even my use God. it. God, he's called the original Matt O'Brien. Oh That's what he's written. Two hundred seventy followers, and his pin tweet is from a thing called Unscrambled Destinology Travel New PPC sure. Audit Case Study. Like, oh fuck off! <laughs> Wait, he hasn't even tweeted. Is he not? He's never tweeted. I think I direct messaged him and he got back to me. Bro, he's never tweeted. That's insane. He's just sitting on that that egg. Not like it's going to help out that nah, much. But it's like, it, is, it does make life easy, doesn't it, yeah. for people to find your shit. He does get tagged in show posters and stuff like that. Like, looks I'm like sure he it. loves looks that. Like a, looks like a prick. Look at, yeah, him. Look at that. <laughs> look at this face. Just a clean Let me just man. Call, I'm calling you out, Matt O'Brien. He doesn't look like a Matt O'Brien. He looks like a Neil or like a Derek or Chad. something. Or definitely a Chad. Chad. Or a Chet. Hey, what's up? I'm really something. into PPC fucking... I don't have time to tweet. I'm so busy. If only he knew. He's being followed by Stephen Fry, but he's not following Stephen Fry Breck. Oh, I did. Can... A, Stephen Fry, I did a show with him once. <sighs> fucking Matt O'Brien. So my, my guy, I have a Matt O'Brien. Yeah. Mine's called Jeff Leach, believe it or not. Yeah. And he's a Texas state representative. Oh, my God. And he's very right-wing. Oh, and shit. he's very like, I'm a Christian family man, and I'm all about my kids and family and community. By the way, let's throw up some wars and get rid of the uh, brown kids and the yeah. community. And also, homosexuals, ooh, they're against God, aren't they? What an abomination. Yeah. But what I think is great out of the whole thing, I did an Edinburgh show about him and about having the same name, and there was a whole bit... Uh, I was doing a documentary about sex addiction and he was starting his campaigns. So when anyone looked up Jeff Leach, the top search things on Google across the world would uh, be Jeff Leach, sex addict, explode. So I, I yeah. fucked up his, I've, I've been fucking up his political good, agenda good. just by living my best life. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck Matt O'Brien yeah. and fuck Jeff Leach. Fuck them, fuck them both. Um, but not this Matt O'Brien and not, not this Jeff one, Leach. Yeah. Check out mattobriencomedy.com. Find Matt underscore O'Brien on Twitter and on Instagram, Matt O'Brien. Just, just Matt O'Brien. And, uh, and go and see him live. And Thank also you. make sure you check out that show March the 15th Yeah, that's at the, the uh, Dynasty, Dynasty Typewriter. Dynasty. Would you say Dynasty? I'd say a di- it's a Dynasty. Yeah, the yeah. Ming Dynasty, the Ming Dynasty. Yeah. Dynasty, you Dynasty. Say both. I don't know. You're the word guy. I'm not. I'm just some guy. Let's say Dynasty. Yeah, dynasty. Uh, check it out. And also, I know that she's not here, but let's also say your wife's there. That's nice. My wife, Julia Ladko. It's Julia Comedy on Twitter and uh, JuliaComedy.com. Why not? Yeah, go sure. and see them both. We do a lot of shows together. So if you go look at her shit. That's fucking gross. Lame, stupid asshole idiots. Yeah. Right? 
<laughs> to make out in the green room. Maybe. Um, 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 you um. got no, to subscribe to my Patreon yeah. if you want to find out. <laughs> Give me 20 bucks and I'll let you know. I'll send you the videos. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're funny. No, yeah. you're funny. <laughs> um, Matt, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, Thanks for joining so me, fun. man. Uh, I think you're a wonderful guy and I wish you the best of luck me on America's too. Got Talent. Win it. Win it. Thanks, man. For all of us that did it. Bye. Bye.